following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as you gear up to speak about the topic of depression this coming Sunday at uh, your series on, uh, we're calling it uh, How to Handle Your Emotions, or uh, The Emotional Hot Topics would be my mm-hmm. way of saying that. And uh, so even as I uh, introduced us in the, on the program and uh, do every night, that, that we have biblical hope and practical help. So as you talk about depression, and to give folks the way to find that information there shortly, I'll just give it now. It's hopefortheheart.org slash events, and you can find how to attend that in person or attend it by Zoom, and all the information's there. I'll give that uh, again a little bit later. But so you're, you plan to give practical help on, uh, and, mm-hmm. and there are ways that, that we can overcome depression or, or you know, manage depression through uh, some practical ways. So what, what are mm-hmm. some of those? I remember when I was uh, really writing what we call the keys, keys for living, the biblical counseling keys, um, I, I realized there are many approaches to help us when we are going through life and all of a sudden we're hit hard uh, with unexpected uh, results and if the heart's pressed down, um, there's the body, the soul, the spirit. Now, the soul is the mind, will, and emotions. So mentally, um, what can you do? Uh, if uh, you've lost a significant relationship, whether by rejection or death or divorce, it's normal the heart to be pressed down, to be depressed. However, after a period of time, normal healing can occur and should occur. But if your heart has not uh, resumed its, well, I'm going to use the term natural shape, uh, your heart can be in a state of depression. It's it's like when you step uh, into... um, a uh, what was just ground, but if it's been raining, hmm. um, your your foot goes down. Uh, it is depressed in in mud. Right. But the point is, since the entire soul, the mind, will, and emotions um, is is affected by depression, recovery involves taking steps to treat depression in all three areas of the soul. Uh, So, what your mind dwells on can be a key ingredient to overcoming chronic depression. And research verifies that what a person chooses to dwell on, chooses to think about, literally changes the structure of the brain Hmm. uh, and the ability of the brain. And you, therefore, we need to fill our thinking with truth, uh, God's, with God's thinking, uh, filling the mind with God's perspective and his promises. In Romans 12, 2, uh, this is a very significant passage. It says, we are transformed by the renewing of the 
mind. Mind, yes. So, one thing you can do is to take index cards, these three by five cards. Usually they're white. Usually they're, most of them uh, have lines on them on one side. And to write out certain scriptures that you would read several times a day. And by looking at God's word, you can discover God's purpose for allowing the pain, the painful losses in your life, since God is a redeemer and wants to be our redeemer if we allow him to be. He has a, he has a purpose for allowing everything, even the storms in our lives. And the Bible says that, and this is a very interesting passage, it's Psalm 107, verse 20. It says, he, listen to this, he sent forth his word, or see, he sent out his word and healed them. Healed by the word of God. So, one thing that we know and I realize I'm using a number of scriptures, but the Bible says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's not that God chooses the uh, rejection, let's say, or betrayal. Um, no, it, it is not that. It's in the midst of give thanks in all circumstances, and it's thanking God for what you're going to learn through this and what literally will be helpful to you. So sometimes we have to evaluate our, our thinking. It's like, well, I can't escape this darkness. Well, the Bible says, my God turns my darkness into light. So there's darkness and, and, and we can be heavy hearted in the dark. And yet the light is the Lord will bring light into my darkness. And you, just, you counter it with principles from God's Word. Uh, if you say, well, I have no refuge, no safe haven. The Bible says the Lord will be my refuge. And this is Psalm 16:1. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and continued support of this ministry. It means so much to us. We really thank you for that. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE, and uh, they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to point you in the right direction for some resources. Maybe they can uh, let you know about some uh, free resources on our website. That's at hopefortheheart.org, and you can find some things there. Also, they can help you order resources that might help you. We have uh, Keys for Living on Depression called Walking from Darkness into the Dawn, and that and many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Now, as uh, we mentioned earlier, June will be speaking this Sunday on uh, uh, the topic of depression in a larger series called How to Handle Your Emotions. It's part of a Discipleship University class that she's uh, doing there all the way through March, but make sure you uh, different topics each week, so uh, check into those. You can go to our website and find out the information there. It's hopefortheheart.org slash events, and you can attend it in person. If you're near the uh, Dallas area, it's at First Baptist Church, or you can go to it by Zoom, and you can do that. Find the Zoom link and the information there on the website. So again, it's hopefortheheart.org slash events. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we have listening on KKLA in California. We welcome this evening Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome to Hope. Hello. Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm more interested in how you're doing. Thank you for asking what's happening in your life. Well, basically, um, I've struggled with uh, depression and fear. I'm 60 now, and I've struggled with depression and fear probably since I've been about 23 and 24, I guess is a good subject. You've been talking Mm. about it already. Wow. And um, I've been struggling with it. Most of my life, on and on, I've had episodes of depression, and I'm then I improve, I do better, then I have episodes of depression, and then I improve. So I've I've had like four or five kind of episodes. You see, you know what I mean? Of depression. Yeah. And um, it started back when I was about uh, 23, 24 years old. I had a I had a, I was in a relationship that kind of was. Uh, going kind of south, and then uh, my girlfriend had a 
got pregnant and had a baby, and then I started getting depressed, had a lot of anxiety and fear, and it seemed to get worse as I've gotten older. Um, my family background is there's a lot of depression in my family. My father had some uh, bipolar depression. My uncle mm. had depression. He was in a mental hospital, and my aunt was committed suicide and all kinds. So I've had a lot of, you know, generational type of depression in the family. Mm-hmm. And um, I've done some studying myself and reading. I'm a, a believer. I was, I used to be, I grew up Jewish, but I became a believer about four years ago. Oh, and, congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and um, I have some good friends around me now that are believers, and they've been helping me some. And, you know, I've been thinking it, you know, is this like a generational curse or what's going on with me that I I can't seem to uh, to beat this, you know? And now I'm going through a divorce, which is making it even tougher. My mm. depression's even tougher now. So I'm what struggling the, with that. Yes. What, what is the uh, cause, if, if I were to ask your, your wife um, or former wife... Um, what is the real cause? What would she tell me? Um, I would think it would be my depression, most likely, that um, the ups and downs that I had, I uh, was fairly successful, and um, I thought I was a pretty good father, but I think it was based on that and um, the ups and downs that I had with my that she couldn't handle anymore, I think. And then my my daughter also suffers with it, too. So she had a double whammo. She had my daughter and me. Mm. And she was, she was very strong and not very compassionate to me and not very... There was not much empathy there to what I was going through mm-hmm. and um, made it very difficult. But I think that's the main issue that caused it, though we had other issues, too. There was intimacy issues and other things, too, that caused it, I think. So when you mention your family, there's no question that, for example, you even mentioned bipolar, um, Mm -hmm. the potential for uh, an offspring, a son like you, uh, could be a daughter, uh, to right. therefore uh, inherit that uh, is significant. And um, have, have you had a diagnosis a doctor uh, from, from a doctor to in regard to the kind of depression that you have? Well, it's hard to say. I think it's just mainly normal type of depression, anxiety, but, you know, some doctors say bipolar, but I don't think I have the, I know what my dad was like, and I don't think I was like that. I'm not manic. I don't, don't Mm -hmm. have very severe mood uh, swings. It's typically sadness and pain, you know, emotional pain when I get depressed and fear. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned fear. Uh, Mm -hmm. What, uh, what does that look like? When you have fear, what what takes place? It's a feeling of being out of control. Um, it's not safe. 
something's going to happen to me. I always worry like something's going to happen to me, kind of. And mm. um, yeah, there's it's, it's it's a fear of those three are the main ingredients there, kind of, of what I feel. It's like an out of control type of feeling, like something's going to happen. And then I I try, you know, I pray, I talk to God, but I I still, you know, am fighting and battling this, mm-hmm. you know. So that's kind of what it feels like. And so when you have this fear, and let's say it goes on for a while, what do you do? What, what, what's happening? Um, typically, I get kind of anxious. I get kind of, um, I don't, I, I kind of, you know, isolate myself. Mm-hmm. I kind of like pull away from the world in a way. I kind of hide. Mm-hmm. You know, I isolate mm-hmm. because I'm afraid. It's like I don't know. I it just that's the way that I deal with it. So I isolate myself. And how successful has that been for you? <laughs> it's not good. I mean, it, it works for a short period of time. It kind of. It kind of helped relieve some of the anxiety or the uh, the the you know irritability that I might feel, but then it doesn't really help. And then I, then I push myself to get back on my feet and get going. I I don't quit, but you know I fight through it. But it's very draining, very exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, process. Well, fear is a strong emotional reaction to a perceived uh, imminent danger. And, of course, uh, many people know the term fight or flight. Um, It results in either fight, flight, or freeze in terms of the response. And so, so how do you find yourself... Uh, responding to the to the fear is it biting or uh, fleeing or freezing I think it's fleeing it's a combination of freezing and fleeing mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's tied it's tied to abandonment issues it's tied to being left or alone or not not being okay, like I'm not going to be okay. I had a lot of issues when I was young because of there was a lot of dysfunction there. My dad had so many issues, and my mom was out of control from it. And um, I don't, I don't remember really feeling safe very much as a kid. You know, mm. and I, I don't think I feel safe at all. I've never really, honestly, felt safe. I've always kept myself busy if it was with work or if it was something else, you know, to avoid the feelings that I had. Or if I had to drink or whatever it was I was doing, you know, to avoid Mm. it. You know, um, it's very challenging. In childhood, you do not have the choices that you have as an adult. And... Right. Um... I I did not feel safe also. So I have great empathy for you when you say that. Um, 
Sometimes people have a wonderful home life, and at other times uh, it is not a place of safety. And yet when we think of home, even just the concept of home, it's like a, a haven from the trials of the world. But that's not the case when you don't have a safe home. No, I never knew what to expect. I didn't feel, I just, I knew there was too much chaos there with my parents. And Mm -hmm. I have a brother who has a lot of issues too. And he's never, uh, he never left home. He's been home. Well, actually my dad passed away, but he, uh, lives with my mom who has some dementia and he's never left home since he was, you know, he's never, he's 58. Wow. Wow. So he's afraid of a lot of things too. I think there's a tremendous amount of fear there that he can't go anywhere, you know? So. So when you were growing up, uh, um, what was, what was fearful to you? I, I understand that there was, Discord and uh, dysfunction, um, but uh, what what literally, what are your memories of what it was like for you growing up? Well, my dad suffered with a tremendous amount of, you know, depression, bipolar. He, he, he was successful, but I would see him, you know, when I was a young kid, I would see him on the floor hyperventilating or... Uh, he would have a lot of different, I'd see him suffering or, you know, being upset emotionally a lot. And I didn't, it was very, I was very fearful of that, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was really going on uh, with that. And then my mom would be screaming, you know, at the top of her lungs at him because he was ill, you know, and that made it difficult seeing that. And um, that was the kind of stuff that went on for many, many years. Kind of my dad has suffered his whole life. He made it, you know, through until he died at 84, but he suffered so much with depression. It was mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. And then with your mom yelling, um, the opposite yes. Yes. of what she yes. of what she should have done or the opposite of what he needed, um, that would only compound the problem. And then you yes, as exactly. a kid... You're, you're growing up, and you have no choice. You can't change them, um, and it, it's a threatening environment if there's anger and yelling. Um, so it's understanding. It's understandable to me that you did not feel safe. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org 
slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. So take a look uh, at uh, the keys for living on depression called walking from darkness into the dawn. You can talk to customer support if maybe that would help you or help someone else if they're struggling with that particular issue of depression. Uh, you can help them with some resources that would give some insight there in God's heart on a person struggling with that or any number of issues that we can uh, provide some resources for. Again, the number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Maybe there's something you're dealing with, and you'd like to talk with June about that on the program here, we'd love to invite you to give us a call. Just talk to us about that, about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night and having that conversation. The number is 800-917, 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, just leave a message for us. We'll uh, get back to you as soon as possible to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. We look forward to your call. Again, the number is 800-NIGHT-17, 800 Seven. Now let's return to our conversation with Mike. Hello? Yes, Mike. When you des- described um, your dad as um, seeing him hyperventilating, um, that, that means um, he was having perhaps, would you say he was having an anxiety attack or a panic attack? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he would get those quite often. Mm-hmm. as when he was suffering when he was younger. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, he was medicated and went through a lot of different things to try to improve. He actually improved a lot as he got older. He he turned to uh, Jesus and was reading. He used to pray a lot and, and read the Bible. I don't know exactly what direction he took, mm-hmm. but, he was, you know, he was brought up as an Orthodox Jew. But, so it was in, that was part of it that I saw that part he improved by doing that as he got older in his in his later years. Yes, he was more, much more at peace. Hmm. Well, did have you had a panic attack? Uh, have you? Oh yeah, experienced? yes, yes, I okay. have. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Well, part of the fear for so many, once they've had that, the fear is they could have it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is, and it, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, so therefore, um, this can be depressing when you feel you don't feel like you're in control, because uh, it, it, there are three inner needs that we have. Uh, Mike, it, it's for um, love, for significance, and for security. Now, that security is uh, threatened when something could happen to you and you're not in control of it. And mm-hmm. that that's why it's um, very helpful to understand what do you do in that situation. My, my, uh, my, by the way, I, I want to say congratulations be, becoming a Christian. You said four years ago. Um, yeah, approximately. I don't know the exact date, but yeah, yeah, yeah about that. Yes, thank you. So did you. Um, did that change any part of your life? Yes, it it slowly did. I didn't really, honestly, commit to myself, commit to it a hundred percent to. The last few months, I really started committing to getting involved, going to church, getting involved with certain groups, friends that are like, you know, we're like, um, mm-hmm. getting the right people into my life and certain things like that, circle of people that believe the same thing. So I didn't, I think in the last few, I'd say months or two months, it's it's helped me tremendously get through what I'm going through, because I don't think if I had that, I don't think I'd get through this uh, divorce. Mm. I feel kind of alone and very abandoned. You know, I'm living alone now. My family's at a different place, and I'm not really involved. My kids are not too involved with me, and it's a difficult situation. So it's brought out a lot of stuff for me, mm. you know. But but the um, I think committing to my committing to being, you know, really being a Christian is, is helping me, you know, it's giving me some strength, though it's, it's still difficult, you know, I still struggle, and I, I, I want to be at peace with this, you know, this depression that I have. I know I'm going to feel pain, you know, and sadness going through what I'm going through anyways right now, but mm-hmm. I still suffer with depression on top of the normal sadness that I'm feeling. See what I mean? Yes. Well, there are, you, you cannot control what another person does, but there are things right. that you can choose to do that can be impactful. And there are several things that I'm thinking about. Uh, one is what we were just talking about. Um, panic attacks are these sudden, brief episodes of intense fear uh, with multiple physical symptoms, heart palpitation, uh, mm-hmm. dizziness, but without any precipitating external threat. It's not like there's someone who has uh, who's holding a gun at your temple. Um, 
They are typically unexpected, out-of-the-blue experiences. Um, you know, the first time they, they occur, um, people are usually involved in normal activities. Um, mm-hmm. And suddenly there's this barrage of frightening sensations that strike them. And uh, it, it, even though it peaks only a few minutes, um, they can occur at any time. And those who suffer which you have, and you saw your dad, I think you even may, may have been mistaken, I thought you said you saw him on the floor hyperventilating, is that right? Yeah, he would have like a paper breathing in the paper bag all the time. Okay, yeah. yep, yep, mm-hmm. okay. So, um, the reason I'm mentioning this is, I had a friend who um, was... Uh, a principal of a school, and she would she described to me having panic attacks. And and as we as we talked about this, um, it because of the conversation, I devised something that I want to mention to you. I call okay. it the Psalm twenty three strategy. Um, the 23rd Psalm, mm-hmm. of course, in the Jewish scriptures, um, by the way, that is considered the most beloved and most often quoted scripture uh, period in uh, of the entire Bible. And so if you consider... Uh, some, doing something with that, the, the strategy that I devised um, is basically the importance of focusing when you're struck with fear. Um, uh-huh. You literally take that verse, the very first verse of the 23rd Psalm. Uh-huh. The yeah, Lord. I here I have my Bible open. Okay. I the know, Lord. Yeah, I know this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Now. This is what I want you to do. I want you to imagine a pastoral kind of a scene, uh, and the Lord, uh, the Lord Jesus, is with you. Mm-hmm. And where you would do this, and this is when you begin to feel fear, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden, and and you don't want it to go full blown. And see, right. this is part of the problem, is what do you do? Well, I'm, I'm going to give you something to do. And that is, you take those first five words, The Lord is my shepherd. And you uh-huh. emphasize a different word each time you say out loud, the, the, that one phrase, those five words, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh-huh. So it would right. be, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. But now, every uh-huh. time you stop, you breathe deeply. You take a deep breath. And uh-huh. you say, the Lord is my shepherd. 
exhaling and then slowly, slowly inhaling. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. Take a deep, deep breath. Because you, the, the point of the hyperventilation is the rapid, shallow breathing. And mm-hmm. instead... You know what happens to me is my stomach tightens because of the... I'm mm-hmm. breathing. I can't... I'm not taking breaths in properly. I right. can't get the breath down. Yeah. Well, okay, this is what we're going to practice here, you and me. Because... Okay. Uh, and and it's just the, those five words for the moment. Um, so say with me, we're going to emphasize each word separately, saying it as you as you um, say those five words. The the first will be the Lord the, is my shepherd. The, okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. 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 Here, let's do it. Ready. Ready. Okay. The the Lord, Lord is, my shepherd. is my shepherd, and then and the. The Lord, Lord is, is my shepherd. My shepherd. Uh-huh. The Lord then is, is then you go. my shepherd. Uh-huh. Okay. And then the Lord is my shepherd. Okay. Excellent. And then the last one, the Lord is my shepherd. Right. And then continuously and do that when I'm feeling fear. Yes, because, now in between, don't forget, you will... Breathe deeply, so it's not shallow. So it's it's a deep it. breath, and what's going to happen is the hyperventilation, which causes a, a different reaction of your physical whole physical body. Um, mm-hmm. It will. Um, it, it, that's when things become out of control. And what, right, I feel out of control, unsafe, you know, kind of not, just don't feel like I'm there. I'm not in the re- in reality. I get so scared, kind of, like a mm-hmm. fear comes on to me. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. and, and it, but this is going to be the preventative, as you described, your, your dad would blow into a sack. This actually is a better um, approach, and um, I think it... The, the, the advantage is you're focusing on the truth. truth the, Jesus said the truth set you free. And right. so the truth is the Lord is your shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And you see his role in the Bible. Um, and it's, it's imperative that you connect with him so that you're not just uh, trying to cope on your own. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. 
When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry, and we thank you. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you to address your situation. Just give us a call. That it would be our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the resources you need. We're recommending tonight the keys for living on depression called Walking from Darkness into the Dawn. And again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. You can find more resources at the website, hopefortheheart.org slash store. There you can find our new updated keys for living and with more titles being added monthly as we update those. Also, a Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources. You'll find it all at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now back to our conversation with Mike. Well, Mike, I do want to help you, and specifically, I'm going to be sending you um, our keys. We call them keys. Keys unlock doors. And so our, uh-huh. Uh-huh. our keys on the topic of fear, and because there's a something I, I really think can help you uh, if we focus on one thing right now, um, an anxiety attack is, and, and you mentioned anxiety and depression, but the thing is, um, it can be frightening when you first begin um, having an anxiety attack. Uh, there will be that shallow, rapid breathing, and you, mm-hmm. you. But you can recognize these symptoms as the onset of hyperventilation, which you mentioned already. Now, right. this you state, know, it used to uh, think back. It would come. It would come more often when I would travel farther a distance. Mm-hmm. So, farther away from home, I mean, go on vacations. I'd make it through it. 
but I would have some of these attacks mm-hmm. more often, more often than at home. Interesting. Well, as you know, there's a lightheadedness, there's a numbness or tingling of the extremities, yeah. uh, heart palpitations, shortness of breath, uh, tightness in the throat. Um, yeah. So this, this is why this onset of the rapid breathing must be the warning sign for you. It's a warning signal um, because when you find that um, rapid breathing, then you, you need to take action. And we have this described exactly what you can do, and it's going to be so helpful to you. Because if you get that physically under control, um, it, then then you're not more going to be. Um, um, it, it is depressing when we're out of control, and you've already mentioned right. that's and then the I get problem. More depressed, yeah, I get more exactly. Sad, more depressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that sudden hy- sudden hyperventilation is typically triggered by, you know, acute anxiety or emotional upset. Um, and, and yet you don't know when that could occur. So this is what you do. You recognize the signs, the, um, knowing that it can't, and that's the, the challenge is it can happen at any time or anywhere. Um, I mean, it's, it's it can be taking a hike it can be sleep in your bed but the point is right. as as you said it you for you it's usually more when you're away from home but this is what you do you do, you literally speak the truth to yourself and you remind yourself that you are feeling anxiety but that anxiety is not real Danger, and so you you literally say, "I admit there's nothing for me to be afraid of. This will pass. I need to breathe right. I need to breathe correctly, meaning deep breathing, and the controlling right. of the breathing um, will instead of the quick, shallow breaths." Um, you inhale through your nose slowly, deeply, and then let mm-hmm. all the air out gently through your mouth. Just count from one to five each time you right. inhale, exhale, um, and then you j- just do the 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 Lord is my shepherd. Then you know again, take your time. That that's going to help you. It'll help you relax because um, you have tense muscles at the time when you're hyperventilating, and instead, yeah, I do. I do. Mm-hmm, so you literally will by going slow. You and by re- and then repeating that that those five words. The Lord is my shepherd. Again, deep uh-huh. breath. The Lord, and right. by concentrating on each of those words, it's focusing your attention uh, to, on on the truth. It's God's truth that He chooses to be the shepherd of your soul, 
and he wants to literally take you, like since he is the shepherd, you're the sheep, and we are called, we human beings are called the sheep of his pasture in the Bible. Right. And so, um, and you can go even further with that. Um, and you'll see that I've, I've kind of laid it out because the Bible says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads mm-hmm. me beside still waters. So just imagine yourself lying in a cool pool uh, of water. Uh, right. And and then um, the Bible, in the third verse says, um, He um, refreshes my soul. Uh, he restores my soul. So you can do the same thing. My my shepherd restores my soul. My shepherd restores my soul. My shepherd. So do the same thing through the whole same, okay. same thing. You know, so you could take the, the 23rd Psalm is only six verses, just six mm-hmm. verses. And you can take those words and just and and be grateful say thank you thank you for the truth thank you for the truth lord jesus that you now are the shepherd of my soul and by the way this is important um right. i i did not um i did not grow up with a bible um a, a lot of a lot of children do and right. i remember when i was exposed to the Bible. I, here were all these, um, they were students, and I was a student, and it's like, how how did they know the Bible? I couldn't believe I'd never, I, I, I did not come from a biblically-based background. I was in a church, but no Bible. And what I'm trying to say is, there is power in the Word of God by His own design. The Bible says, um, I love this scripture, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. And my words are not powerful. God's word is powerful. And what we, and it's anointed. So the more you make a choice to say, you know, I, I need to get to know Jesus in a way that I personally, uh, if I am saying I'm a Christian, well, I'm just going to ask you this question. Has there been a time where you know you humbled your heart and you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, giving him control of your life? Yes, I did that. But I, I still, I struggle with that fear, but I, I did do that, yes. And I know the time that I did that, yes. Okay. So what's fascinating, and see, I didn't know this until I began to read the Bible. The Bible actually says that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. In mm-hmm. you. And I remember thinking, what do you mean in you? Well, the one who created the entire universe is God. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
That's right. called the trin Trinity. And so mm -hmm. what you see is um, that actually Jesus was a part of the creation. When you look at all the scriptures, and so he was present when uh, the, the universe was created and when mm -hmm. you were created. Um, he is the author of life. So it's really extraordinary when you realize that you have Christ in you. Uh, Christ in you? Yes, Christ in you. And mm -hmm. his spirit counsels you in the way you should go. Um, the spirit of Christ um, literally, it, in fact, if you're off course, if you're on the going on a one-way street the wrong way, um, right. he is going to convict you that you've got to turn. And that's good news. So there are times when we will have guilt, and it's good guilt because he's going to literally communicate through his spirit, uh, meaning to, he'll, he'll communicate to you, uh, wrong direction, you know, wrong road you you've got to turn and that's good yeah i have experienced that in the last few months i have experienced some of that okay. that uh, he is telling me or something is telling me that i'm doing going the wrong direction and i do stop good and it, it good. helps it helps and i'm noticing that more and more in my life i have i wasn't like that before i would just go and do and now mm -hmm. I'm noticing that uh, something is speaking to me, saying, no, this is not good. This is not right. Well, this, yeah. is, this is his role. You know, I, I care about you. I'm so proud of you for taking action where you responded to the call of Christ. He, he's drawn you to himself. And um, so... I, I want to help you in a couple of ways. Um, I'm going to send you not only our keys that I was mentioning, um, <laughs> our keys for living uh, on the topic of fear, no longer afraid, but also I'm thinking about sending you our material on um, uh, Jesus, is he God? Because that's a question okay. that a lot of people have. And, and then, would you like for us to talk again and then delve, delve into the area of depression more? Yes, I would. Can we do that okay. in, what, in month, three, four weeks or so? Yeah, we can do it. We'll set your schedule. Uh, you'll be sent the material, and that will give you time to absorb it. And um, uh, may, may God literally be your, your guide. Uh, allow him to just say, to just take control of your life. You will never regret it. And we will talk again soon, my friend. We will send our keys for living on depression called from uh, walking from darkness into the dawn. Also, Jesus, is he God? Is the deity of Christ defendable? Those and uh, those resources will go out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep the resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. 
5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.